If you're looking for the next best thing to invest in, try investing in your long-term health with Forward. Forward is intelligent medicine with a personal touch. Their doctors are dedicated to catching top killers like cancer and heart disease early, which could save you tens of thousands of dollars in the long run. So invest in a doctor that's invested in you. Visit GoForward.com to learn more about how Forward can help you manage your long-term health risks for one flat monthly fee. That's GoForward.com. It's no secret that writing can be lonely work, but does it really have to be? Whether you're full-time, part-time, or just starting out, you'll get insights into the tricks, tips, and production habits of writers from every level of the biz. From best-selling authors to those launching their first novels, you're sure to be in the company of friends as we encourage great writers to divulge and share their secrets. This is the Great Writer Share Podcast with your host, best-selling author, Daniel Wilcox. Hello and welcome to the Great Writer Share podcast, where every week we hijack an hour or so of time from some of the kindest and hardest working writers around today to discuss everything that makes them tick, raw and bounce. Today is a special episode because this will be launching, if I've done my calendar correctly, which I most likely haven't, is New Year's Day. So happy 2021. And today I am joined by every single one of the most beautiful and fabulous Great Writer Share I was going to say narrators then, but hosts that we have. So one at a time, say hi, Faye. Hi. Hi, John. Hi, John. Hi, Holly. <laughs> I was totally going to do what John did. Hi. <laughs> you should have just said hi, John, as well. Why not? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just steal it. Just keep working around. So today we're going to go into, uh, well, we're going to do a slightly different bit of format for this week. We're going to forego the usual intro. We're just going to have a bit of a chat with us for writers, um, speak about what our plans are for next year, speak about a little bit of some of the lessons learned and what we've done this year and like the things that we're thankful for. And uh, just just take it from there, because Jesus Christ, this year has been a year and a half. <laughs> literally it's been a year and a half crammed into one year somehow yeah mm. definitely does anyone else feel like january and february doesn't exist like the more people i say this to the more it's just like it didn't that those two months just didn't yeah. happen this year because everything was so perfect still and then all of a sudden it's like bah! <laughs> it's literally like getting plugged into the matrix and just thinking everything else before was just bullshit yeah <laughs> yeah i have this weird problem when i'm speaking to people about things that happened a couple of years ago it all it all just feels like a month or two ago because I just discount 2020 and then they go that doesn't sound right that was only two months ago and I go oh oh no hold on yeah we've actually been in lockdown for 10 months so add 10 on to that it's actually been 12 months ago um it's just been mad so as of the day this goes out would be exactly a year since the hiatus of great writer share in which there was a six seven week period in which the show was just on pause like that like you guys weren't even conceived of being on the show <laughs> oh, you weren't even conceived then like but like the the idea of this the yeah. idea of having more people on the show it hadn't even it hadn't even crossed my mind at that point like at that point i was like okay how do i get this show back and going again um and then obviously well I, again I, i'm gonna do this a lot because i've, I've realized I mean, this, is, this is where time is anytime i try to think like back in whatever month i go blank because i don't remember the months for this year so back at some point in 2020 <laughs> we launched this mm -hmm. on episode 50 which is i think it was august i think it was it august. was the yeah yeah it one. was a few days after my birthday i think <laughs> i would have guessed june <laughs> we've got we've got three no. august birthdays in this host group right yeah, yeah. 
So that's Am I the odd one out. Yeah, you are. Uh, yes, yeah. you are. That's that's just because my you're a whatever that zodiac <laughs> is. I'm an Aries. I'm an Aries, <laughs> baby. One. I'm a Ram. Um, but despite all of the the clusterfuckery of 2020, there are some things to be thankful for, and actually quite a lot of things to be thankful for if you can dig deep. Um, and I figured that we'd start off by basically just taking some things that we've been thankful for for this year. So I'm going to pick on Holly. Why don't you go first and tell us one oh. thing that you, you're thankful for? Um, my amazing friends, um, you guys and other people in the writing community who have really had my back this year. And uh, I wouldn't, I mean, it's been, yeah, it's been a year and I don't think I would have got through it without the support of my friends. So, yeah. I'm extremely thankful. Beautiful. Uh, Faye? I am going to do a huge shout out to Sasha and the Rebel Author Group, because if it wasn't for them, I would have not even remotely worked on this book. I would have never met Dan and Holly and John and all the amazing people that I've met. And I mean... Sasha, you're amazing. Thank you. Love you. Because <laughs> was it at the beginning of this year that you you were already thinking of taking this, or was it sort of a couple of months into 2020 that you were like, okay, I'm going to start taking writing seriously? Because obviously, you're out of all of us, you're the freshest face to the to the writing group. I joined uh, the Rebel Author Group in April because I had seen the live stream with Meg Latour, Jenna Marassi, and Sasha Black, and I'm like. All right, I'm going to do it. <laughs> wow. That was this year. <laughs> <laughs> and so much, so much has changed. You've got, you've, uh, I don't know, you've got some very, very exciting things coming up. So I'm excited for you. I know, I'm excited. So, hold on, can we dig into that just a second? So you, that was during the first lockdown. Were, was the States in lockdown as well in, in April? Because we started in the UK in March, right? That was when we had the lockdown. Yeah. yeah, we were March 17th. Yeah, but I, I have not personally lockdown i've been going to work every single day nothing has changed in my daily life besides i was like binge all these youtube things and see if i can do it on my own no i need help and then you know everyone in the rebel author group is so supportive and so helpful there's not a mean person in the bunch and it's great Faye, you're, you're a testament to because i just want to i'm not going to say too much because i feel like i might embarrass you with some stuff but like no. you're <laughs> <laughs> I, I think i can find a way but uh <laughs> you're like in the beginning because i i became aware of you through a couple of facebook groups a couple of facebook live videos just seeing you comment a lot in the boxes and i think you're a testament to the example of someone the other day i was on um, a collaboration talk with with meg latour and um someone was asking about how you get your name out in the community how you kind of get out there and start collaborating with people and it's a testament to like I just I just saw your name pop up a lot and I saw you enthusiastic and I saw you eager and I saw you asking like all these questions that I'm like they're, they're the right questions to ask and because of that that then led to us having conversations and now yeah. you're here so anyone who's thinking about like trying to just get more involved in the community just be a part of the community just well, plug your nose and dive into the deep end <laughs> mm-hmm. that's it you definitely did <laughs> yeah that is true of so many things in life good advice <laughs> <laughs> John, your turn. Um, I put for my first one, I was grateful because I was, I'll be honest, I struggled initially to think what I was grateful for about 2020 because 2020 has been a bit of a shit show. Uh, But 
I I put as my first one that it stress tested my life, mm. which I'll explain a little bit. Like, I think when I came into 2020, I was sort of blasé about it. And I had all these little habits and rituals that sort of kept me sane. And they all got destroyed as soon as lockdown came into place. And I sort of had to take a look at things and go, oh, wow, because I had a really big slump. I, I think I've spoken about it in some of the Q&As and stuff when I wasn't writing or doing anything for months and months when it all first started to get bad. And um, yeah, I'm kind of grateful for that. Like when you when you start coming out the, side, out the other side, we're recording this in December and I'm feeling really optimistic about the future again. And I have been since, you know, uh, maybe around the start of November. So I can look back on that like losing that structure that I had, which was a bad thing initially, but now is now I can see is actually it's I'm so much stronger for it now, if that makes sense. Mm. Do you think you can go back to that routine? Like if things went normal again, do you think that's where you'd end up? Or do you think there would be substantial changes? No, I think we're all changed by this year. I don't think that you can, I think we're all changed all the time. If you're not changing, then what's the point we're, we're all changing all the time even in times of kind of when things are normal um but yeah no i i don't think i don't think there's ever uh the opportunity to go back even if this even if we we're talking at the end of 2019 it would still be no mm. the, the future's i'm changed for it i'm changed for what i've gone through what was maybe that, all gone mm-hmm. I was going to say that's that expression stasis equals death. Like you have to evolve. You have to just go with it or you're not going to make it. hundred percent. What was, what was a change that maybe surprised you something? Maybe it was like a belief that you were holding on to that you thought was like firm, but now you know it's bullshit. Oh, a belief that I was holding on to. Hmm. I'm not sure. I get, I guess, a, a simple uh, surface level, you know, that just those rituals that I was talking about, that I needed those because clearly I, I didn't, you know, um, the structure and things that I was putting in my. Life. I'm a big, I'm a big structure guy. I like, uh, I eat the same things every day, and or you know, I have my meal times and things like that. I work out and exercise at the same times. I have days where things happen, and I really like that and i still do but maybe i'm a little bit more flexible now i'm not sure if mm. that answers your question um yeah it's a good question though I'll, I'll i'll think about that and that'll something will pop into my head and i might I know that mine, randomly mine, yeah mine tends to come in cycles like one one thing that i know i used to do is i used to write like all out like i'd be able to write at any hour of the day because that was all i had and then since going full time i became very religious on i have to write at these times in the morning and don't get me wrong like i'm definitely more productive at those times a bit like what we were talking about at one point in bootcamp john where like the evening surprised you a little bit and mm. with holly the morning surprised you as well mm. um but you you even though you know that you've done things before you start to like compress your belief of of what you think you can and can't do because of your situation and then like you say when it suddenly explodes again you're like oh, now I have to find ways around it that maybe I hadn't had to do before. Um, before before I say mine, I do want to just dig into Holly's a, a little bit as well. Was there anything, what what was the biggest surprise for you in terms of friendships and stuff? Because obviously you've been you've been in this game since 20, I want to say 2014. Um, 2013. 2013. And, you know, community is always a part of the journey. But what was it particularly this year that kind of speaks to you? Oh, I think 
because we were forced to be apart and and obviously in this community you know we're all over the world anyway so it's not like um it's not like I was deprived of seeing people every day that I was used to seeing um but you know I have a group of friends locally we get together every couple of months uh, includes uh, Meg Cowley, Ali Inglebay, a couple of other people. All people and, who have been on this show. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we couldn't do that. And so, you know, we everyone's had to get a bit creative with how we connect with each other. And I've, I've formed connections with some different people and deep, you know, deepened my connections with others. Um, and, it's yeah it's surprised me I think the the people who I've drifted away from and the people I've gravitated towards um you know and I've connected with people about other things other than writing as well found other things in common and yeah and then obviously your boot camp um nano nano for me this year was a completely different ball game and I've done it four times before and um, connecting with my uh, fellow horsewomen of the Nanocalypse. <laughs> um, yeah, we're friends for life, and I'm not using that phrase lightly. There's a real bond there that, yeah. Mm. Yeah, because I'm, I'm going to piggyback off yours and say as well community, because I've known since I first got in this game, and that was back in 2015, the power of networking, the power of meeting people, the power of forging those connections and that's how I got involved with Hawk and Cleaver to start with and we had or we still have very very strong friendships um we're, we're all in slightly different places now because of different projects because of time and whatnot um still very very good friends with obviously my co-writer Luke Condor um but because of a lot of things that happened in my personal life from like the last few years I I didn't shy away from those sort of forging those real connections but I definitely I didn't actively shy away but I found myself kind of like retreating back a bit while I focus on a lot of personal life stuff, as you do. And when you're in sort of, um, and I'm going to make this sound worse than it is just because of the word choice, but personal like crisis and trauma and stuff, you start to rely on the people closest to you who are there physically. So you have like your family, you have your, like the friends around you. Um, since, you know, things have moved on and uh, the last few years specifically, like just growing within the writing game, met more and more people. Like I've been around some amazing people of different skill levels, just different like life experiences. And just, it's like, it's a real privilege to be a part of this community. But then something happened this year and her name was Sasha Black. <laughs> and I wasn't, I wasn't going to call her out specifically, but I am since faded it as well anyway. But there was something in that interaction that, you know, started the next level author podcasts kind of like just, it challenged a lot of my thinking and it challenged a lot of like, how far I believed I could push relationships digitally, if that makes sense. Because there was always a part of me that was like, all of these relationships are digital. What's it going to be like when you meet people in real life? And I have met people. I've met people at like the Edinburgh, the 20 Books Conference, the 20 Books London Conference. I've met people there that I've met online. But there's, I don't know, there's just been something about this year where as time's gone by and whether it's like my own personal journey or whatever it is, I just feel much more able to be myself, be transparent, be honest, to connect. And I think one part of that and this probably feeds a little bit into ego is that i feel like it's been received well if that makes sense so like there's been good feedback from people in just me being who i am and trying to like help others in some of the, the parts of the journey that i'm on and i think since i've been receiving that now i'm able to let go a lot more and just 
forge stronger friendships with people who I haven't met in person. I've I've not met one of you in real life. Yet. 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 Soon. <laughs> September, the Career Author Summit. Yes. If you haven't got your tickets, get it now. We are not affiliated. That is not a plug, but it will be fun. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you're welcome, Jay and Zach. Jesus Christ, I should be an affiliate. Um, but yeah, I think... <laughs> I think just broadly community uh, and particularly in times of stress and turmoil does a lot. Like I think me and John, our first actual uh, face on face interaction might have been the Hawk and Cleaver room that we opened up um, around March time when the pandemic hit. And we just did like an open lunchtime room for people to drop in on. Mm, yeah maybe maybe it could have been i can't remember when we recorded no yeah you're right because we did the episode before that we did we yeah but that was kind of unnatural because when you record a podcast despite Mm. if you get on well with the person it is a it is an odd way to yeah meet someone for the first time um yeah that was a really good a, a really good part of the the early lockdown for for me was that kind of lunchtime slot that we had because yeah like then says the Hawk and Cleaver guys, there's a little community there. It's really, uh, I, I credit it a lot to why I started publishing was because of that community, because it's so supportive. And it's it was very small. It's actually opened up since because yeah. you guys have the Patreon now and it's all opened up on Discord. But when it first started life, it was just a behind the scenes group for writers, narrators. Uh, there was probably only about 20 or so people on there. And yeah, just... We would jump on at lunchtime. Someone would open a Zoom. You didn't have to stick around. You didn't even have to talk. Sometimes we were just sitting and eating lunch or whatever. It was around that time. And it made you feel like you weren't quite alone, which was very nice. Mm. It was nice as well. There's a lot of narrators in our group that I've never spoken to like in person. In person. So yeah, it was it was fun. But I think a lot I saw a lot of people doing that, just starting little sort of the Zoom cafes for people just to drop in and, and cope with the beginning, I guess. Yeah, I mean, not to jump ahead, but that's kind of my second thing. On Go, because we're into list. the second round. Yeah, it's uh, it seemed like a good way to jump into that. Uh, yeah, that was the second thing on my list. More contact with friends um, in the weirdest way, uh, as these things sometimes, uh, sometimes go. I think I'm more social now than I was before. And I had a pretty full calendar uh, in regular times before 2020, I loved uh, going out and meeting people and going to events. Um, but there's something about maybe I took it for granted. I'm not sure. And when I realized that that had been taken away from me, I just went so far in the other direction. And now literally I'm not exaggerating when every night I have a, I have a wall calendar and I write everything that's happening on it. And every block is filled. I'm speaking to someone. Uh, I've got a recording. I'm playing d and I'm, I'm doing something. I'm more social now than ever before. And I have enriched the friendships that I have with even old friends, friends that, I've, uh, that go way back. We have regular calls now. Like once a week, I, I will speak to friends on the phone. And I don't really think I spoke to anyone on the phone before. <laughs> before this I'd got rid of the phone no one phoned anymore I was a text message guy or an in-person guy so yeah that's absolutely I'm very very grateful for that because I think even when it gets to a point when we can start traveling around and we can start hanging out again I don't think um, for those friends and family that are in further off parts of the world uh, I don't think that's going to go away and we're you've sort of built the habit of staying in touch now and that's an excellent thing Mm, I love that 
Faye, what's your second one? Uh, my second one, Dan, is actually you. <laughs> because if it wasn't for you, my... Well, you've seen my rough draft, so let's just go with that, right? <laughs> you've seen it. And, I mean, I wouldn't be with you wonderful people hosting this awesome podcast. And I just, I am very thankful for you for giving me that shot of, you know, hey, she's new, but let's go for it. <laughs> well, does that, I mean, you, you, I put you through your paces before you even spoke on air, so. Yeah. <laughs> And you're a top-notch book coach. And because of you, and I'll say it on air, this is going to end up being a series. And uh. (laughs) that's a big commitment. Yeah, it is. Yeah. (laughs) This is a public episode as well. This isn't even just for Patreon. I know. I know. (laughs) This is out there now. Well, I'm humbled. Thank you so much. Like I say, like, because I'm I'm always going to bounce things back. But, you know, you do the work. (laughs) It's all you. Yeah, but if you weren't there to be like, all right, do this. All right, you're close, but what about this? Then, you know, I I wouldn't have that incredible backstory scene going on. It's very exciting hint, hint, work. Nudge, in the, uh, nudge. <laughs> <laughs> very exciting work behind the scenes, definitely. And uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a privilege to be a part of that journey with you. So I'm excited to keep that going and see where you go with it. Uh, Holly Lang. Okay. So when you're asking John about, you know, what you've, you know, preconceived ideas or whatever that have changed this year, mine ties, my second one ties into that. Mm. I, I had a very fixed mindset about the conditions I needed in order to write. Um, and it was very much, I cannot write with the kids around. Well, I've not had a single child-free day in nine months. <laughs> and it turns out I can. <laughs> I can, right, with the kids around. Um, I'm very, very thankful uh, to my other half <laughs> for fielding the children at times, um, not only when I'm recording, which I've been doing a lot of this year, uh, between this podcast and Unstoppable Authors and Indie Fire, it's been full on. And... Um, and all the writing and all the sprints and nano and I've never done nano with no childcare before <laughs> smashed and it. I did it and I won and so yeah I'm really thankful that I've had that realization and that I've managed to shed that fixed mindset because you know it was holding me back. It was undoubtedly holding me back. And I've been so much more productive this year than ever before, despite everything. And it's because I had to, I had to let go of that idea and let myself try to write with the kids around. And here we are. Blow all those bullshit excuses out of the water. Yeah. Oh, I love it. There is something about, and this is something I'm experimenting a lot with at the minute is just constraining yourself. And just in the moments in which you have less time, you do more. Like I was so, so uh, focused on that when I was in my old day job and, you know, dad, full-time job, all of that shit, and still trying to be as productive as I could. And my big worry was because I'd done it before in which, um, so when I went full-time April last year, that was my worry. You suddenly have all this time and you're like, okay, now is, are you going to get that work done? Is it going to stretch? Where does the procrastination come in? And I'd run my own self, uh, my own editing business about five years ago for a couple of years. 
And that was my problem was that I wasn't productive because I had all that time. But the minute I had those constraints, I could. And this links very nicely into my next one. Um, Segway, love it. Uh, So my next one is I am incredibly thankful for the circumstances which keep me at full-time authorship. Um, Because as people probably learn from this podcast, from the Next Level Authors podcast, my my full-timeness isn't made up entirely of writing fiction for myself. Um, I have ghostwriting clients. I have my fiction I have, um, uh, my mind has fully just blanked. I have obviously like the author services and stuff I started offering. And I think there was a fundamental shift in my mindset this year, which has unlocked what I'll go on to when we talk about what's happening next year. Um, just in, in terms of the way that I see writing and see my business and I actually recorded a couple of, uh, next level author episodes earlier today, and um, one thing that I said in there that I stand by 100% is in 2000, at the beginning of this year, I felt like a professional writer. Now I'm finishing the year feeling like a professional author because in terms of like, like I've, I've grown in confidence in terms of like being able to deliver my craft, being able to support other people, being able to vocalize processes and just feel like I understand a lot more about the industry and, you know, how people work and how people's processes work. And things like, things like boot camp, as much as, you know, at its core it's always going to be like I, I probably wouldn't have done it if there wasn't money involved to begin with and that is good in terms of like my income like the fact that I got to work with 17 authors all working together all trying to hit that nano and I'm similarly to John I'm a very mindset guy I'm a very productivity habits tactics all that kind of thing and I got to experience 17 different people and how they write and the journeys they take and the hurdles they come over and so much of that is just fed into ideas for what I can do, what I can try and bring for next year. And obviously I'm working, I've been saying it for months, I still am, I'm working on a productivity book and so much of that feeds into there as well. So um, I think just the fact that I do feel incredibly, um, lucky is the wrong word because I do feel like I've worked hard to get here, but I feel incredibly thankful that I am full-time and I'm still able to carry that on into 2021. Just on the book camp as well, before you jump over because I was talking about f- starting to feel more positive um, towards the end of the year. And I, I specifically said around the start of November, and I fully credit that, I think, to the book camp. And I don't really have a point to make other than just it really was such a great experience uh, writing along with those 17 other writers and the community. Everyone's mentioned it here. Um, that was such a great experience and I'm so, it's not on, on my list specifically, but I am very grateful that that happened because I feel like it, it just, uh, it was just the the moment where things started to turn around and then there was so much positivity, there was so much energy in that group. It was fantastic. And um, yeah, I'm sure we'll be hearing so much from a lot of the people who were involved in that group. We've already had Sam, she was episode 65, I think, that just went out when we when we're recording this, I fully expect we'll have more people from that group on, on the podcast before long. More than likely. Absolutely. I, I, yeah, I don't know. It sounds really sort of, um, woo woo to say, but there was something magic about that. Like it's not often that you have the right circumstances with the right group of people, with the right objectives, with the right just timing and systems and everything. And like, just everyone was connected by the love of writing and trying to smash into that goal. And 
yeah, like, although, like, for a lot of it, there were points where I deliberately took myself out because I know that particularly, uh, I, I know there's moments where you guys need to mingle and do your thing and, like, drive yourselves without me having to, like, whip whip behind you. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it'll be interesting to see because I'm definitely going to be running one next year for November. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that works out and whether or not that can be replicated. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. It's one the of class those of twenty twenty one has a lot to live up to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of scary. I like. I wouldn't blame you, Dan, if you were a bit. Uh, there was a bit of trepidation about doing it again because how can you be lucky enough to strike gold twice? You know, but Daniel fucking Wilcox. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fingers crossed. It is. It is amazing yeah. again. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Faye, what's your third one? um fear (laughs) (laughs) sorry i i don't know if the people will see the video i got up twice because my printer is like possessed and it was making so much noise that i had to shut it off (laughs) is it just printing like a massive just like text middle finger (laughs) (laughs) no it was just the ink head going back and forth and i'm like what is going on Anyways, uh, my third one is actually all of the writer friends that I have made, whether it's through our wonderful Slack channel, people like Yanni, or if it's over at the Rebel Author Group, you know, just everyone that I've talked to has been an absolute sweetheart in every way, shape and form. There is not a bad one in the bunch again. Like, you can really just reach out to anyone and be like, hey, uh, and say your question, and you'll get a genuine answer. You won't get a fuck you, I'm busy, or anything like that. You'll you'll get a real person. I really appreciate that. Yeah, that that is, that's this community through and through. Like, I I can echo that so, so loudly. Uh, Holly. Okay, mine's not, my third one is not writing related. Cool. Um, I am extremely thankful for music. Mm. So, yeah. I, I'm i just I was, hearing Avra in my head, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I keep getting that in my head at the moment. Um, oh. Yeah, so <laughs> I, when I was very young, um, I used to perform on stage and stuff and I used to sing and act and dance and all of that. And... I used to get crippling stage fright um, about singing. Um, the acting was fine, but the singing petrified me. Um, and I stopped singing, like, in front of people for 20 years, I want to say, because um, I'm older than I look. Um, and this year, um, my son's guitar teacher basically gave me a big push and was like because he'd he'd like made me sing in lessons occasionally tricked me (laughs) tricky customer um and he was like you know he gave me this woman's number and was like she you know she can help you sing your lessons and improve your voice and I think you should go for it so I did so I started having lessons and Emmy is amazing she's the most enthusiastic and supportive teacher ever and she's really helped my confidence but Bren my son's guitar teacher like he invited me to join his band and 
I've been singing in front of other people, not an audience yet, because live music's still illegal. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But yeah, in front of the band. And I had not sung in front of anyone but my immediate family for decades. And I'm singing with a band. And like (laughs) it's so far out of my comfort zone and so amazing and it's changing my life it's it's amazing the confidence that I'm getting from it and the experience and just I have music like in my life in a major way and it's it's made this year better and make me cry it's awesome (laughs) yeah uh John follow that Oh, I can't follow that. <laughs> uh, I'll just echo because uh, I actually hadn't written a third one when I joined the when we started recording. Um, I'm not. I haven't copied anyone. Someone else has said this, but it is true. I, I wrote it down before we started that um, joining this great writer share has been something that has been great uh, uh, for me. Um, I had done some podcasting before. I we've spoken about it. I interviewed Dan, um, but I just couldn't I just didn't stick with it it was it's so much work it is so much work to put together a podcast um a lot of people don't realize it really isn't just a case of sitting down in front of your computer jumping onto Skype with someone and chatting although it does kind of look like that sometimes there's a lot of prep and it it really is difficult to keep putting episodes out uh so I, I drifted away from it but I always loved doing it and getting the opportunity Dan when you invited me and Holly and me as well to to join. It was um, it was just what I needed at the, exactly the right time because I sort of needed to be dragged back into it. Yeah. I was doing an, an I was doing an infrequent podcast with my with my friend Zoe, but it's purposefully uh, erratic and you know it's just a, a disaster. No one should listen to that podcast ever. We still put episodes out, but they're absolutely not for human consumption. <laughs> whatsoever you're gonna guarantee people listen what's the podcast called john the podcast is called a nice chianti and i was gonna say if you weren't gonna say i was gonna put in the show notes anyway no it's fine i'm not i'm not i'm not hiding it uh myself and, and zoe we get we get drunk we drink wine and we talk about films and we both have fairly uh out there film taste because we we both are i'm a horror writer and she writes about horror uh she reviews horror um very very extreme horror movies so they get pretty out there and we get pretty drunk doing it anyway i'm going way off topic i'm not that here sounds to talk like about the Chianti. perfect podcast so what are it's you talking not about perfect. yeah I, 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 i'm trying to make it sound as bad as possible uh just trust me you don't want to listen to it and you shouldn't um but I had to get dragged back into doing uh, podcasting because I don't really, you know, I've got podcasting in my uh, in my Twitter bio or whatever, but I don't really consider myself a podcaster. I love doing it. I love meeting people through it and I love chatting about it, but it just is, it's, um, you know, I find myself as a storyteller first and I'm so grateful that you kind of came along and pulled me back into the game because I'm not sure I ever would have done it uh, off my own back and I'm very grateful just for the opportunity to meet guests but just to meet you guys and to hang out and to do this it's been awesome it's been awesome you were the one I wasn't sure was going to say yes <laughs> be honest <laughs> at the time I was very much like I hope he does but I don't know I don't know if I can do it but I'm a little bit aloof. yeah 
And mm. I'm always probably the one as well. Dan won't say this, but I'm probably the one that cl- cuts it closest to the wire to deliver no. a new episode. That's me. That's me. <laughs> we don't want to pull at that thread now. This is a nice episode. Um, <laughs> but on that vein, obviously, like uh, to give you guys credit as well, the I was in full transparency looking at what I did with this podcast. Um, it was a lot of work just for little old me around other things I was doing. There was a pandemic. There was all the other like just stuff with life and everything. And like, there was a point in which the consideration of ending it had come up. Um, but I stubbornly could not, I, I couldn't really face doing that again. And then the idea came of just like collaborating with people. Cause you know, I'm apparently one of the collaborators. I was gonna say the collaborator, but Jay definitely has that mental. Um, and yeah, off off went the hunt. Episode fifty happened, and here you guys are. So, I think you kind of trump Jay because you came out with a book called Collaboration for Authors. He didn't. I he has that. He, well, no, he he has co-writing for authors with Joanna Penn. Mm. Um, he did do the forward to my book, so I now own him. Jay, if you listen to this, I <laughs> I love you. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, my my final one. Oh, I'm I'm just torn back and forth like a couple of things. Uh, to begin with, I wasn't sure, but I'm going to go for quite an not obscure one, but quite a wide one, which is I'm thankful for the internet because without the internet, none of this would be possible. Like no KDP, none Truth. of like the Kindle revolution, none of like any of this interaction. Like when the pandemic hit, if the internet didn't exist, the world would have shut down a lot like considerably worse yeah. like i write post-apocalyptic books i know what happens um <laughs> and yeah i just think we i don't know as much as there is a lot to complain about with the pandemic i do think that circumstantially the era we're in we're very very lucky to have this kind of technology where we can just reach out to people like i've been able to keep in contact with my parents my family um friends the whole shebang um i've been able to google whether or not i have coronavirus symptoms so i can you know panic at home <laughs> Like there's, there's a lot that the internet can give us and uh, I don't know who invented it. I think I know somewhere in the back of my mind, I watched a documentary once, but anyway, it's uh, I, I think if there were any times for it to have happened in the last 20 years, this was probably a better year for it to happen, you know, silver lining and all that. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's, that's my final one, which brings us nicely on to um, let's shut the door on 2020 Remember, this is New Year's Day after all. We've we've spoken about what we've what we've enjoyed. We've we've gotten soppy. Let's move into 2021, the realm of possibility, because we say that nothing can be worse than 2020, but we haven't yet experienced it. So on that positive note, what are people wanting to achieve with their 2021? Uh Faye, you go first. Of course I'm going first. <laughs> um <laughs> My actually, my top thing is to publish my book by the end of quarter two. So look for your summer read around May, June timeframe. I love it. I'm so excited. (laughs) Uh, John. Uh, My top one. So I didn't publish really anything this year. Um, I, I didn't do a lot of writing. As I said, I had a slump. Um, but I'm sitting on a couple of drafts that could be knocked into shape. So I've I've kind of split. I've chosen three things. I think we're doing three each. And my top one is to publish one novel and two novellas in 2021. So I have a novel that is kind of written already. That's the novel. 
I have a Halloween novella that I want to get out for October. And I'm sure there's going to be something that I need to do as well. There'll be some other idea uh, that I want to do. So that seems like a good, um, after a very, very lean year, to get three books out, one longer, two shorter, is what I'm aiming for. It's been a lot of production this year. Yeah, definitely. Hiding in my cave and <laughs> writing and trying out weird ideas, um, but not much public facing stuff apart from the episodes on here. So yeah, definitely a lot of production. If you're looking for the next best thing to invest in, try investing in your long-term health with Forward. Forward is intelligent medicine with a personal touch. Their doctors are dedicated to catching top killers like cancer and heart disease early, which could save you tens of thousands of dollars in the long run. So invest in a doctor that's invested in you. Visit GoForward.com to learn more about how Forward can help you manage your long-term health risks for one flat monthly fee. That's GoForward.com. Nice. Holly. Yeah, so this year, my sort of word for the year was publish, and I published eight. I was involved in eight. Holy shit. <laughs> no, nine. Nine publications this year. Wow. But none of them were were new fiction in my name only so next year that's my focus I want new fiction in my name only so I've got two works in progress that I want to put out in the first quarter and then I want to get my new Felix Jones Mysteries series started so I think one of the current works in progress is a novella the other's a novel so it'll be yeah I think a novella and Two or three novels? Two, two, two. <laughs> yeah. Let me try it again. Is that set in stone now? I suppose so. Beautiful. You heard it here first, folks. Um, my first one is one that I actually set at the beginning of this year um, before the realisation of what it would take to get there. Uh, and... I'd like to, by the end of 2021, be in a position to drop my um, ghostwriting work because I learned just through sheer force and experience this year that it's very hard to write 20,000 words of ghostwriting words a week and also write your own fiction, um, which, you know, th th there's a lot could be read into that. But I, I managed, I still managed to get When Winter Comes Out. Uh, I still managed to keep up with ghostwriting stuff. Um, it was a challenge and my issue there is the fiction creation obviously is a certain muscle in the brain and I need to basically work out or part of the end of this year was try to work out what I could do with the other side of my brain in order to free up some of that and just like what's the word just creatively or just creative wise I was spending a lot of energy in just creating imagination and fiction and it's like, it's fun, don't get me wrong. Like, it's it's not a bad position to be in. But in terms of my own imagination and creativity, I've felt that drop in the last couple of months. Um, my fingers are in a position in which they're starting to ache. And that has me worried because I'm 29. <laughs> so uh, my focus for the first six months of 2021 is to essentially just work out what, what services, what support I can provide to other authors, to work out other avenues for income that don't necessarily require me typing a lot, um, which will mean cutting down on my own personal fiction. But I do also have about five or six different things that I want to do next year with my own fiction that doesn't include new words. So I'm going to be box setting when winter comes. I'm going to be audio booking when winter comes. 
I've got an edit of uh, They Ruin, which is book three in the Rot series, to finish. Um, we've got an audio book of the They Remain, which is book two, to come out as well. Um, and a few other things where I just want to clean up those loose ends, get into a position in which that's cleared while I'm not slamming my fingers against a keyboard for words as much. So, you know, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm really, really happy with what, I've che- what I have achieved this year. And it's nice to know I'm capable of that, but I don't think that's sustainable long-term and I'm in this for the long-term haul. So that's, that's where I'm going. I want to be in a position to drop the ghost writing so that when I do write, that's entirely my infection. Good plan. Mm. Number two, Holly. Oh, um, okay. I really want to get ads working and profitable this year. So um, I signed up for Mark Dawson's Ads for Authors course, um, which I haven't finished. So I'm on a mission to get that finished and get implementing everything and get at least Amazon ads, maybe Facebook as well, if they will let me, because <laughs> Facebook are dicks um so yeah that's i i need to get that working that's such a like it's such a tough nut to crack mm. and it's it it's a killer when you go in those groups and you see people just like smash it first time and you're like <laughs> come on because like, you got the gods of zuckerberg and uh bezos yeah jeff bezos um and it's it's down to them as to whether or not they they pick you up you're just yeah. playing another someone else's ball pit but Make it work. You can make it yeah. happen. Believe in you. <laughs> uh, John. Um, so I had a, a a goal in 2020 that I was going to do, and it didn't happen because COVID happened, which is uh, I want to shoot my short film. So I've got a short film written. I've got uh, a lead act. I've got lead actress already sorted out. I've got a guy that's going to score it i've got an editor lined up i've got everything lined up but i just couldn't shoot the film that i wanted to so over the course of 2020 i rewrote the script to try and make it um slightly smaller scale uh slightly more achievable and it's just something i want to do we've spoken about my love of film the reason i started writing fiction was because i couldn't understand as a as a young man in a very, very small town in Scotland, the road to Hollywood felt like a very, very long way away and I couldn't quite figure out how to make these things happen. So I started doing what I could do just myself, which was I could write stories in, in prose form. But I love film. That's the direction I want to start taking my writing and my kind of creative career in in the future. So a short film seems like a good place to start. It's a very, very... Uh, achievable premise but excites me with enough interesting technical challenges Uh, I've written it very intentionally um, so that it hits all the little things that I want to deliberately practice in in my filmmaking and uh, I've actually already signed up to a film school to a film school it was one of the things that I got in the Black Friday deal something I never look for (laughs) But there was a couple of Black Friday deals for some uh, hands-on practical film classes because there's a number of film schools in London. I'm very lucky. So in March, I start doing some of that. I'm going to shoot and I want to shoot this film. Yeah. So that's that's mine and that's out there. And I publicly said that at the start of 2020 or the end of 2019 as well. But I didn't anticipate a global pandemic. So I'm giving myself a pass. How could you not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, Faye. Uh, so I, I'm actually going to jump back for a minute because I'm super excited to see John's movie now. <laughs> and just as a public service announcement, because we are all writers and we all just kind of crunch over our keyboards remember to stretch out your hands, your fingers, your wrists, your forearms. My other half is actually suffering from carpal tunnel-like syndromes this week. So it's been a rough week, Mm. but stretch it out. Take care of yourself. It is not that important that you just let it all go. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Um, I hope to, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I hope to participate in Nano next year. I'm still working on the details because for any of you that have been constantly listening, which I hope, um, I'm a hunter and October, November is hunting season. So things start getting a little difficult when it comes to uh, managing my time and whatnot. But uh, fingers crossed I can do Nano. I'm hoping by the time nano hits i'm like halfway through my rough draft on the sequel now that i just decided i don't know big dreams here we go (laughs) you're gonna change that to i hope to i will we'll see (laughs) (laughs) it was worth a try it was worth a try that's a good one though i would i would if i knew for a fact that okay i can do this every single day but i still need the first quarter of 2021 to really feel out my words per day and stuff like that and prepare for nano because if i'm not prepared for nano i'm not gonna do it it's just too much stress that is a big thing for me like i would have uh, got involved in nano a lot more over the years but oftentimes it has coincided when i'm halfway through a book already or i'm editing a project and i think it's a lot easier sometimes if you're a first-time writer to find that sweet spot of just using that as your excuse to go. And I think that's what Nana is really, really good at. Um, but yeah, sometimes you have to kind of either force the stars to align or just you, you get lucky and it, it works. But um, that's a good one. I like that. It's going to be fun. Mine, uh, so I, th- I think pretty much everyone's aware of this, but like one of my big revelations this year is just my push towards um, just generally working more with authors and uh one so the short version of this kind of journey for me is that i worked for about four three four years within um, a marketing department i went very very quickly from like assistant to manager it was stressful there was lots going on i had a young young child at the time um he's still young he's just not as young he's alive i've kept him alive i win and uh like i when i became a full-time author i realized that i was sick of working around people and being around people for a while so there was such pleasure in being able to be solely in control of my time my work what i do and when and one thing that's come of this year is like i've always wanted to be able to help people and provide some kind of like positive impact on on people's lives in one way or another and this is this is going to go full, in like into full cheesy territory but it's always been something that i wanted to do and having lots of things align this year and getting into a position where I'm now able to like help authors. And again, having that feedback where I can see that I'm actually having a positive impact on other authors. I just want to double down on that. I just want to use the things that I've learned over the past, however many years when like self-development stuff in terms of like mindset, 
health, exercise, all that kind of stuff, and just keep pushing forward and using that and doing a lot more of that in 2021 um, on different scales. So obviously, like boot camp is quite a, a small niche group. Um, book coaching is one on one. I'd be interested to see if there's anything I can do that's like bigger than that to, to help people. I do have like a, a newsletter that I've started putting out once a week in which it's just digesting the top three things I've learned that week that can help authors. So that could potentially grow on a bigger scale. But yeah, I want to I want to grow that side of things and just kind of um, see what more I can do now that I believe in myself. <laughs> uh, John, you go next. Uh, after a year of being kind of stuck in London, I want to travel. Um, <laughs> so that's my big one. I had a lot of trips and things planned this year. I generally travel quite a lot. I like to go and explore an adventure. And um, that was impossible this year. I also travel quite a lot because of my day job. So that is going to be big part of my year um and that yeah there's a couple of trips that i uh that specifically i want to take so um a, a few friends in various far-flung reaches of the world that i want to go visit uh, uh i want to get over to uh back to helsinki i want to get to berlin i want to get to japan um there's people I want to visit in, in various parts of the world. And I'm just basically going to go and crash on as many sofas and things like that as I can, or stay in places and go on the road. I really just want to do that. I want to get out and see the world again. Don't blame you. Uh, Faye. Me again? What? <laughs> oh, wait, have you done three? I've done two. Yeah, so yeah, this is the, the yeah. third one. Yeah, you again. Jeez, that was so fast. Um, I didn't have another. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, I didn't have another writing one. But uh, my third goal for 2021 is actually to cut back on sugar and to get back into working out because, unfortunately, one of the symptoms of corona is difficulty breathing. I have asthma, so I can't breathe anyways. <laughs> but I do know from just past experience that if I am more fit and I run, I can breathe. So I'd rather not spend 2021 getting more gray hairs and <laughs> worrying about whether or not I have corona. <laughs> Makes total sense. How, uh, how active are you at the minute? Uh, okay, yeah. next question. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Holly? Yeah, my third is, um, I had this as a goal for 2020, um, and I I met it in general terms, but not specifics. So I'm carrying it over. So it's to grow my platform. So I want to get on more of the podcasts and do like guest blog posts and stuff and get out there a bit more raise my profile raise the roof <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one uh my final one is um sounds a bit contrary to my first one which is um to do slightly less fiction to focus on other stuff um but i i i love the idea of being able to pitch a novella or something to some form of publisher 
and just getting a book in the hands of another house. Like I have Devil's Rock Publishing, which is obviously mine that I'm publishing and doing bits and pieces through, but there's something about going through that experience that appeals to me because number one, it's always validating to other people pick up your work and to publish it and, and whatnot. For, <laughs> I think in, in a weird way, it's almost like a research way, it's a research purposes as well, because it would just be interesting to see what it's like for another house if when they pick you up, what the contract looks like, how the terms of communication, all that kind of stuff. Because I've, I've had um, short stories in anthologies by other people. I want to go for a longer work. But I did have an experience, and I won't name specifics, but I submitted a short story. It was the first short story I sold to an anthology. And the guy was fantastic. The communication was great. Um, he was very, very excited. And uh, it it all went wrong for me when he gave, or he showed everyone within the anthology four covers that he was looking like four different ones. He was like, oh, we're deciding which one. And there was one which I was like, please don't pick that cover. It's atrocious. And that's the cover that was picked for the actual anthology. And immediately, like all of the the wind gets blown from your sails because you're like, ah, oh, it's just like... And when I say it was bad, it just wasn't, it wasn't good. Like it's, it's not just me being picky. It just really wasn't. And I no longer advertise the fact that I'm in that anthology because I'm not exactly proud of it. Like some the stories in there are great, but like, it, there's just something like you want, you want to be part of a polished product. So yeah, all this to say that I'll, I'll be interested to try and submit a, a story to some houses and see if anything gets picked up. Sweet. Does anyone have anything else they want to add in terms of like thanks in terms of um, achieve uh, what to achieve next year before we jump into some other sections? Thanks to the listeners. Yeah. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Without you guys, this would not be possible. Hell yes. Thank you to all the listeners. Thank you to everyone who's on Patreon. Uh, I might be able to know I, I was going to say i might be able to pull up the list but i'll probably get some i'll miss out some names but you you know who you are anyone that supported on patreon this year well since the show started um back in july of 2019 um thank you guys thank you thank you thank you um you you keep us keep us going keep us wanting to do this you help us bring knowledge and impart wisdom onto the world um oh bonus question that i'm not prepared for that just came into my head that i think you're going to find very fun no or oh, should we no, this could be dangerous territory. I'm going to ignore Do that it. one. Do oh, it. There'll be a reason. I'll tell you guys after the show, but there'll be a reason why I won't say this one. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we are doubling this episode up and we've got a couple of Patreon questions just for the general crew. Faye apparently has a secret question. So do you want to do that one now or do you want to do Laura's first? Uh, we'll do Laura's first. Okay. So the incredibly talented Laura Kendrick, the woman of many disguises, many voices, and many lip syncing videos on Instagram asks, the world goes even more to hell in 2021. What are your plans for the upcoming zombie apocalypse? Are you going all Negan and taking charge? Are you off to the pub to wait for it all to blow over? What is your Z-Day plan? <laughs> I feel like After one the person in this room... Yeah, optimism. I feel like one person in this room is going to be very prepared. Two people might be very prepared. Oh. <laughs> I have so, got... <laughs> For the listeners that I don't know if this video is being shown or not. I think we should show the am, video if people are happy. I held up a book of The Zombie Survival Guide Recorded Attacks by Max Brooks. So I'm, I'm kind of prepared, but yeah, I think I'll in it. Definitely. <laughs> uh, John. I'm going to go 
as a lifelong zombie fan, uh, zombie movie fan, and I'm one of those people who thinks that Romero's Day of the Dead is the best zombie film ever made. Not Dawn. Everyone thinks Dawn, I think, <laughs> predominantly. I think Day of the Dead is a masterpiece. But anyway, that's not re- relevant. I just wanted to sl- talk about Day of the Dead because I'll always take an opportunity to talk about that movie. Um, my plan has always been, a couple of you guys have heard me talk about how much I love the cold. I'm a weirdo and I like having cold showers and uh-huh. ice baths. Mm-hmm. But it also works. Logistically, it makes sense to me that a zombie would not do well in the cold. So I'm going to go somewhere where it's snowy because they've got no body heat. They're (laughs) going to just freeze up, right? They're just going to become frozen lumps of meat. I'm going to be completely safe uh, at the top of a mountain or something like that. It's the perfect time of year. We're just coming, it's winter now. So that's my plan is I'm going to stay somewhere cold where it's snowy, watch all the zombies freeze as I sit next to the fire drying off after running out nude in the snow and cooling myself <laughs> down and jumping into a brook or something like that. That's I got a my... spare bedroom, John. You can stay in there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Especially since I just said I was going to be running about nude outside. And me... I'm wondering if that was the trigger. Um, you're still offering me a bed and board. This is great. Well, I should say that the spare room is like its own little apartment over <laughs> above my garage. So I also like the fact that are, are you nude because of the swimming or because I'm wondering, like, if the zombies I'm are going to get cold, cold. why nude. are you nude? Because you could keep yourself somewhat warm while right. Like, I could wear a thousand layers and run through the snow and then I'd still beat the zombies. Oh, yeah. This is nothing to do with the zombies. I just want to be nude <laughs> in this scenario uh, because... Because I'm going to be one of those guys, right, that's going from the very, I want to do the very, we were talking about this in one of the boot camps. Um, Obviously, that won't be useful for anyone other than the (laughs) few people that were on the boot camps. But I want to uh, go to some really, really cold place. Because the problem is I can't get cold enough in the UK. In London, it's too warm. It's It's not cold here. I want to go somewhere where they've got the sauna. And then you run outside and jump into the the hole that someone's cut in the ice and you dive into that. Mm. Predominant. Normally they're naked when they do that. In my head, we're all, we're all naked. No. Now, so. <laughs> it's called the polar dip. Usually happens January, February timeframe. And they're not naked. They have clothes on. Well, <laughs> Maybe yeah, but over you're, in like Reykjavik, but not. <laughs> yeah, you're coming from a US kind of perspective. Uh, over in the European kind of Scandi Nordic countries, everyone's naked we're all doing it naked over here <laughs> so um that's what i'm doing I like i'm bringing that fade. nudity to the america to america i'm I bringing it to the states <laughs> i like the part that Faye's having trouble digesting is the nudity part as opposed to like the zombie part yeah no i've completely derailed this I'm whole zombie zombies <laughs> that was just a passing comment the fact that i was naked we really seem to be getting hung up on it Dan, it, just, it was quite it. I, I did take it, up. it was quite confusing <laughs> But that's fine. You, 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 like it's your, it's your zombie apocalypse. Hey, we'll, yeah. you, I'll do me. Yeah, you do okay. you. I do me. Yep. I know <laughs> Faye will survive because she's got the hunting oh, thing yeah. down, and she, it's yeah, all so. Laura's fault. It's all Laura's fault. <laughs> so I might try to get to you, Faye, to give myself the best possible chance because. You know, this kind of thing comes up often, like, you know, how would you do the zombie apocalypse? And I'm always like, I'd be screwed, honestly. Like, I have no survival skills. I've got plenty of space. But I do have um, my guide to surviving the zombie apocalypse. (laughs) Um, I created this a couple of years ago. It was sort of a way to role play getting fit. So um, 
Yeah. Can I read a little bit out? Is that Hell okay? Yeah. Please. Okay. So point one, don't be dead weight. Shed serious poundage fast in order to avoid being the juiciest target in a crowd. Don't be the slowest and get left behind. <laughs> and then I've got um, outmaneuver the dead, build strength. So scaling walls and fences is a breeze. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I have a plan. I need to enact the plan, but I've made one. I also have a spot picked out, a place that we, you know, we're going to try and grab early in in the early days of the apocalypse and make camp um it's got security fences and it's got an area to grow food and so i'm i think I'd, yeah i'd be all right and um, we have a batless you know sharp pointy weapon so hell yeah, yeah we'll be sorted wait I, can these zombies run this is the question it, yeah the shambling yeah slow ones are they let's are say yes are, are they the traditional, traditional zombie yeah or yeah. And my question is, who's new? Who's new in your scenario? <laughs> like, is anyone new? No, everyone's. Why? New. Why would they need to be new, John? <laughs> there wasn't enough Listen, nudity for John. <laughs> you and your crazy European ways. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I like I'm in. I'm in Patreon only mode, and I keep forgetting this is going out on the live feed. I apologize. <laughs> yes, this is no. normally the kind of chat I reserve for the behind a paywall stuff but there you go yeah for people to enjoy more of john's inappropriateness head on over to patreon.com forward slash great writer share where you can get all the behind the scenes access um i also think that when you were reading out those uh those points holly that it just reminded me of zombie land just like mm-hmm. jesse eisenberg's character when he's like coming out of all like the different rules like the double tap and like, yeah gotta find the twinkies gotta find oh Woody harrelson <laughs> in that film is everything um yeah my so i i don't have a solid plan but I know where I'm going to go and where I'm going to go is to B&Q or to whichever warehouse is nearest because they have those stacks of very, very high metal shelves. They have a lot of pointy weapons. They have a lot of flammable things. Um, most of them are right next to supermarkets as well. So, you know, I, I think particularly in the early stage, I think they're, it's either that or find somewhere very secluded to hide. So I think I want to tackle it head on and see what my chances of survival are, because if I can't beat them in the early rounds, I don't deserve to live. Oh, that's harsh. The biggest harsh. thing about the early rounds is to stay put, though. Like mm. any zombie movie or any zombie book will prove in the early stages, there's pure chaos. Hello, 2020, <laughs> just saying no toilet paper. Mm. Oh, Jesus Christ. There's pure chaos. Stay put. Wait till the first waves kind of fade out. Yeah. Then go. So we should be doing it now then because we've had the first. <laughs> that's that's it. Like, that's it. The vaccination. We've, we've had lockdown. Now it's time to run to your genuinely location. the minute they announced the vaccine. I imagined the uh, the first the scene T-virus. of um, I Am Legend. <laughs> <laughs> Just we 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 found the cure. <laughs> uh, okay, well, thank you, Laura, for sending over that question and for zombieing uh, the beginning of 2021. Yes. Hey. All right. So if you don't do it, that means you hate our Patreons and all the <laughs> listeners, Daniel. <laughs> So I got a fantastic message from Ian J. Middleton. And he says, seeing how he has mentioned it on the podcast, can we please hear a song with guitar, magic tricks, or juggling, with preference being in that order? (laughs) And you're on. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) She really just did that to you. Holy Christ. I I can juggle, so I can go get some juggling balls. Oh, man. 
Just a song. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> Any song. It doesn't have to be Britney. It could be Oscar Mayer Wiener. I don't even know if you guys know what that song is, but is who's ju- is Dan juggling as well? I feel like we should all do something. So I'll I'll do juggling. What are <laughs> Holly, I'm gonna what, drink what my juice else here. Can we do? I'm I've got so some apples here. Hold on. For this, man. <laughs> and I've got headphones everywhere. If you sing, if you, if you, uh, and this is why people should I become know, patrons. I'll sing. You play something that you know. Yeah. If you if you can play something I know, I'll sing along, and that'll be my right. trick. I'll do because I like this one and it's fun and it's upbeat. I'll do um, Jamie T. If you got the money, I'm not going to play the whole song because. It's a podcast, and we're not going to do the whole thing. And I'll just try and juggle in the background in the video. <laughs> I've got apples. I'm going to totally destroy my apples. I will uh, also say that I recently moved back in my parents to save a load of money for house, and uh, they're going to hear this and be like, "What the hell is he doing up there?" <laughs> Twenty-nine, Dan. Okay. I just oh re- learned that I can't do it sitting down. It's really difficult to juggle sitting. You down. can't so juggle got, sitting like, down. Table. <laughs> the table's like right in where my hand's going to go, and I can't. I don't know. Hold on. I'll comment it. If you got the money, I think it would be fun, yeah, oh Take your girl, spend a bit of your cash on me Then she might be happy, no longer lonely, oh And I can take her out the next day for pretty much free I spend late nights trying to pick up love Off the floor where the other brothers leave with me Stuck hard down, it's like chewing gum While I'll go on the floor and sing my R.I.P Cause the songbirds don't do singing on pavements No sweet melody, the sound of spit Spat or bit, spoke with lost hope Do what you told man, choke on it We be near heaven at a quarter to eleven By three, we are thinking of the love we lost By four, we be high, thinking that the girl lost Second to the odds, was it worth the cost? Do you give a toss or are you looking away? Why you can't eat, why you never sleep Drunk all the time, cold in the heat What you saw, man, is what you reap If you got the money, 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 money Oh, I think it would be fun, yeah. Take your girl, spend a bit of your cash for me Then she might be happy No longer lonely, uh-oh I can take her out the next day for pretty much free Perpetuity. Nice. That is the perfect way to ring in 2021. <laughs> cool. I only managed one tiny little bit of juggling, and I was like, "This is this is going to be a disaster." I'm quitting. I, qu- I I dropped out. Oh man, I don't know where to go from that now. I'm very very warm. So thanks for that, Faye. Thank you, Ian J Middleton, if that is your real name. And uh, I was going to say I'm going to embarrass him, but I'm not going to embarrass him. Check out his books. He uh, he has some fantastic short stories in a collection called Ominous. I've been working my way through. They're awesome. So pick up a copy of that. Um, so to round off this episode, we had in a Patreon Q&A uh, um, last month, November, one month. It's 2020. It was 2020. Um, <laughs> a challenge for each of us to come up with an elevated pitch or a blurb for a book that wasn't in the genre that we write. And forgive me, I don't remember everyone's genres or what they were asked to write. So I think we should just go around and announce what we were told to plan and what our what our blurb is although john has written an entire script for his 
I've gone slightly extra on this one. <laughs> so why, when we started, so I'm not going to do the extra. That's I'll I'll circulate that privately amongst uh, anyone who requests it. But um, I've tried to change it into more like an elevator pitch, but it's not as strong anymore because yeah, I literally I literally sat and plotted out an entire romantic comedy that got really really dark and essentially became like a romantic rom- oh, a romantic like black comedy. Like it's really really pitch black darkness because it gets kind of weird um and that's what i've got so romantic comedy for me go john Mm -hmm. read yours you started should i go for it yeah um so as i say this is from uh, i've just lifted this out so the pitch i don't think is super strong without all the supplementary (laughs) material that goes with it but mine is called real love and it's essentially about uh, a a woman a very career-driven ambitious woman who doesn't really have time to do the whole dating scene um but mine also because i'm like a sci-fi horror writer mine is set in in this sort of black mirror future where you can get ultra realistic uh artificial companions i've called them in my pitch um that will fulfill all your desires um and uh, and she purchases one because, as I said, she's a she's a busy woman. She doesn't have time to do the regular dating, but she still has needs. So she has her artificial companion, and it gets very unfortunate when the artificial companion really begins to have genuine feelings for her and and starts to want to publicly display this affection. Which in this world, because this artificial companion is really essentially that would have the same, uh, I guess. Um, it's essentially a sex doll. So when you have a sex doll running around in public shouting its love for you, it gets a little bit awkward. And that's essentially what the romantic comedy is about. But like I say, I have got a full, I've got a full pitch document for this, for this film. And it goes to some weird places. I mean, it starts in a weird place. My, my question, <laughs> who would you have to, uh, to take the leading roles? Oh, who would I cast? Yeah. That's a fantastic question, and I wish I'd thought about it. Maybe when we come back to. Let me think about it. Let me think about it while you guys are telling your pictures, and I might have one before that. Okay. Who who would like to go next? I don't mind. I can go next. So, Dan, you challenged me to write a genetic sci-fi mm. pitch. Um, I don't have a title. I, I realised as soon as I John said his, I was like, I haven't got a title. Okay, so mine's just a really, like... more like a tagline you know like real so in a world where people's dna is programmed in utero in order to fit them for certain roles in society what happens when a soldier develops a conscientious objection to the war he's fighting Mm. well i'd read that book yep i'd read that that sounds awesome you're in the wrong genre (laughs) (laughs) nice yeah uh faye Okay, mine's totally crap. <laughs> Don't I, say that. Well, you did I, listen to mine, right? <laughs> yeah, yours is better than mine because mine's so vanilla. All right, well, I don't have a title either because I didn't know we were doing titles, John. <laughs> Sorry. I told you I'm pretty extra on this. I really had it. Like, what, what's, your, what's your genre first? Because I didn't... Police really... procedural. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, once upon a time, there was an ambitious young detective named Kira. 
Every day, she worked hard to prove that she belonged. One day, she comes home after her shift to find her home has been invaded. Because of that, her daughter and husband are missing. Because of that, she uncovers an awful truth hidden in the clues. Until she is able to confront the criminal, save her family, and prove she is as good as men. I like it. <laughs> That's a proper Pixar pitch as well. Yeah. 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 I like it. Thank uh, you, Jay Thorne, for the layup. <laughs> thank you, Jay. Oh, he's always getting everywhere, isn't he? Um, okay, so mine was a cosy mystery. Um, and yeah, this is kind of my blurb. So when Samantha Tynepole arrives on Duchess Pennyapple's doorstep, proclaiming that she is the long lost daughter of her husband, the Duke of Wellington, her whole world has been turned upside down, even more so when just a week later, Samantha once again goes missing and the body of Laura, Laura McTavish, Samantha's mother, is discovered in the same place where the Duke's long lost daughter arrived. Police turn up no leads, and in desperation, the Duchess turns to Falmore Trivet, a disgraced form investigator who still bears the stains of blood on his own hands. And yes, you can ask the question, why doesn't the daughter have the same surname as her mother? And I'll give you the answer. I didn't realise until I read it. <laughs> I just oh, want to know what was with the voice. The voice is great. I love the names. It, yeah, it's great. Yeah, that was good. That was fantastic. <laughs> Okay, for next Patreon episode, we all have to write these books, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't make me come over there. <laughs> no, do. I'm... Do come over here so that we yeah. can all get together. Yeah. I'm kind of well, worried that's as well. The point. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried that I might have upset some cozy mystery people and I might get some letters. <laughs> but it was all for fun. It's all Just for... fun. That's fun. As long as we're making fun of people. <laughs> who uh go on john who would you cast did you i, I, did, I didn't come I up know. with a good one and that is such a good question i'm really gonna put some serious thought into it you, you know gotta, i'm gonna put some serious thought into it yeah, you gotta have oh, i always forget his name he's a fantastic actor the guy that plays vision in avengers paul oh, bettany paul bettany yeah paul bettany yeah. he has to be the sex doll <laughs> uh, could just be vision could just be vision vision is the sex vision doll. is the sex doll maybe that is the uh, an artificial vision. companion please Maybe, yeah. maybe that is the Wonder and Vision series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's called Wonder Vision, isn't it? Yeah. Wonder yeah. Vision. Yeah. yeah. And it's starting yeah. soon, and I'm so excited. <laughs> I know. I, I just signed up for Disney Plus literally last night, I think it was. Yeah. Oh. I, I, so, because of all everything. The <laughs> There's so okay. much. There's, There's so, much. so much. That's just everywhere. Um, awesome. Okay. Well, I think that brings us roundabout to a close. Does anyone have anything they want to plug? Any last minute words uh, or comments? Well, now I, our listeners know what they're missing on becoming a patron. Yes. <laughs> as well as we do so this much every more. month. Mm-hmm. We do. We do crazy stuff like this. And John goes deep into the dark depths of his brain. <laughs> Why am I getting singled out? Is it? Re- am I really that much of a problem? <laughs> you were talking about being naked and then a sex doll. So you're, you're the dark one this time. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. So, yeah, you could, you know, yeah. And you can have an uncensored uh, Skype call with me, my Crinantier. This is how we start in 2021. Um, I will shout out, um, just unless you, you're willing to, Holly, about Unstoppable Authors as well. Do you want to give it a, a shout out? Yeah. Uh, so if you want even more of me, um, I am one of the co-hosts at Unstoppable Authors. And we do interviews and discussions and chats every week on a Monday about this author life. 
Yep. Find out about myself and the uh, infamous Sasha Black at Next Level Authors um, podcast. And I'm also going to plug as well because I've just managed to sort out, and I say just, this goes live on the first. Um, for anyone who wants to get involved in a version of Bootcamp, I have set up a monthly bootcamp for people that want to get involved. All the information is over at www.danielwilcox.com slash bootcamp. But the idea is basically community writing and productivity. So if you are interested, get over there and get involved. And uh, I guess from all of us, have a fantastic new year and let's, you know, smash 2021 and make it in some way. I think it's going to be hard to beat 2020, but I think, you know, let's give it a go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Happy new year, everyone. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And see you on the other side. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Great Writer Share podcast. From all of us here at the Great Writer Share podcast crew, we wish you a happy and fruitful 2021. Don't forget you can get early access to every episode of the Great Writer Share podcast and the chance to ask guests any of your questions just by becoming a patron of the show. All you need to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash greatwritershare and support the show for as little as $1 a month. One more time, that's www.patreon.com forward slash greatwritershare. Until next time. Hi, this is Trace from the Horror Queers Podcast. Shudder is the ultimate streaming service for fans of horror, thrillers, and the supernatural. Shudder offers an unbeatable selection from Hollywood favorites and cult classics to original series and critically acclaimed new genre films you won't find anywhere else. Explore the best collection of horror that pushes boundaries, showcases bold original storytelling, and offers something new to watch every week. Available ad-free and through the platforms you're already on, Shudder. So good, it's scary. Sign up at Shudder.com.